Good morning, coffee moaners. How are you? Lovely to see you all. Good morning good if morning. you're listening. Good morning, Lee Durrant. Thank you for your chat last night. You got me before the epicenter of my cold descended. I feel like I'm in the eye of a snotty storm. So there you go. If I sound a bit deep and a bit gravelly, Nadia's raised an arch eyebrow ever since I first coughed. But then, of course, there's only the irritation of the cough, isn't there, Nad? It's not the actual fact that, oh, my God, he's actually poor thing coughing. He's very unwell. Yeah. He's very unwell. I am. I am. I don't know what else to say. There was actually science-backed proof, wasn't there, a couple of years ago, that men do suffer more with flu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russ says he hopes it's not COVID. No, no, it's man flu. Let's get it out. No, it's not. You've got a proper horrible cold. You've got a horrible cold. (coughs) So I do apologise for anyone listening. It's going to be really annoying. I will try and, um, like last night, get my cough into a minute. Um, So last night, we were just talking about this over on Instagram. We had a wild time on the Curly Cooks of Croydon. And, um, oh, my God, it was was definitely, we all said it, didn't we? It was our favourite Curly Cooks. It was really nice. Because we were cooking the recipes and reading the stories about your loved ones that you had you submitted and then Dina and I and Mark cooked them for the very first time. We didn't do any recipe testing on them or anything. And the food was delicious. And the stories, we ended up in tears with some of them. It was just such a lovely, lovely show. And um, we think we've really stumbled upon something there and we're going to continue that a bit. So we're going to put the link under here for the show. And we'll just do that. And then we'll we'll pop it. It's going to come up over there somewhere as well. Yeah, and and so if you didn't catch it last night, honestly, watch it because it really was lovely. Dina does get a bit pissed at the end. Oh, creator holic, you weren't there. Sorry if I missed any messages last night. I had a friend here, so missed a lot. Oh, so, oh, we there we a made, bit. But we made your job scones. Yeah, maybe she was there for a bit, but she, oh, she still missed a lot. Um, but you can watch it again. But they also, were bloody good. They were delicious. We ate all of them afterwards. Jesus. But um, guys. We're also giving away two um, supermarket vouchers, £25 each. So you just have to watch the show, uh, answer a question underneath, and then somebody is going. two people are going to be picked midnight Sunday. Um, Sean Tucker says, uh, coconut oil and honey is really helpful for cough mark if you haven't tried it. Oh, uh, thank you. I, I, love, I what, love natural remedies. Yeah, but is anyone else in the situation where they don't ever work? They do work. They don't. And we've got that ivy stuff here that Natasha recommended before. That's really good. No, they do. They do. They don't. They don't. I've got to the point now where the hope, I hear, I hear turmeric and honey and all this stuff. And I think, oh, wow. And it's done so lovingly. And you do it so not. No, hang on. You do it and you make it and I have it. And for the moment I'm having it, I'm thinking, God, this is sensational. And then I cough and it's like, fuck. No, of course, you're not going to drink a honey and ginger and your cough's going to magically disappear. Well, then, then that's why you need A few pills. things here. You never know how much longer something would have been without doing what you're doing. You never do it regularly. Every hour, I'll leave it, I'll say ad hoc. None of you ever do it. Secondly, Just, being made something when you're not well, homemade something, lovely. the love that goes into it, I think, also <laughs> helps cure. <laughs> No, that that I just I did actually acknowledge that I said it's lovingly done and I feel that like, I feel the love and all that, but it's it's a fool's gold. It promises something. It's a mirage. I put the cup goes to my mouth, and I think it's because you've so convincingly played the part of a nurse 
And you're so loving in your dedication and your attendance to me that when I drink it and I feel exactly the same afterwards, I think, mm, that was short-lived. That's a shame. Oh, God. It's a bit like a fumble you know in the grumble. You should do. You should try and trade me in for something. I don't, hang on. I, that's quite the opposite of what I'm saying. You're literally not listening no, to what I'm saying. but somebody that might have a cold and cough. No, <laughs> no I, I know a guy who's got Cause, one. Because uh, for 100 Club, years they Club have... Club Pharmacy. 100 years they haven't found one. <laughs> super, super strong. What are, what are those paracetamol? Listen, he was Plus. coughing almost continuously yesterday. <sighs> I, I gave him a couch. homeopathic remedy and he stopped for a whole hour. There wasn't a cough. And I, I had to sleep on the couch because I didn't want to wake her up. Um, anyway, enough of our boring domesticity. It's not boring. Everyone lives this shit. Are there any men here that will admit <sighs> that they do ha- get man flu and get very angry when they're ill? Get very bad tempered. Can I tell you why men get annoyed? Because all you women do now is just raise an eyebrow if anything is wrong with someone. It's just like, oh, so you just kind of, it's a bit like mansplaining. So women just, you just go, oh, all right, whatever. Just roll with this. Just tedious. Richard Greenley, sweat it out. I would like to sweat oh, it out. That's what men always say that. <laughs> why do you, what is it about men that always, that, that really, I've forgotten that. Just sweat it out. Nothing is going to be sweated out. Zoe, I'm not blaming you, but what I'm saying is, is that there's never a moment when a man says they feel ill where a woman just takes it on trust. You don't. You don't. I'm going to actually. You literally. Kill you. I what I see creep into your face is an is an aspect. It must be a predatory oh thing from the, the days of being animals. From the days of being animals. I think when you see illness, you you actually are put off someone. Do you know what puts women off men when they're ill? Is this what bollocks? You My despise bollocks. yourself, and so you project yourself onto oh, the other person because you wouldn't fancy yourself. That's not true. I'm sat there stroking myself. Clinician Christine Beck, clinician's Prospen bronchial syrup. Wow, natural use. Use it for my son helps him so much, and he oh, has asthma. Well, thank you, you for make that. A note of that no, you make a bloody note of it. <coughs> you get it yourself, and you spoon it into your mouth. Well, I certainly will, without the arched eyebrow. Um, hi, Lior. Hope you are. Marriages, um, marriages. Oh yeah, that's why we're talking about monogamishness later. Have you had a look on the Insta stories? I asked a poll. Have a look at the poll on that coffee morning Insta stories. Yeah, monogamish. You might be you might be surprised. Um, uh, uh, Reese says Mark have turmeric and raw ginger. Thank you, Reese. Now, thank you, Reese. Now you respect Reese. Thank you, Reese. I say this all the time. This is an actual medicinal thing. This isn't just airy fairiness. Turmeric and ginger are used for in you know in a medicinal way, mm. but you have to swallow the bloody stuff. Okay. Anyway, moving on. <coughs> okay. Right. Okay. So serious stuff. Serious stuff, and then we're going to have a bit of a giggle towards Though the looking, end. Looking at the news stories, I can't see any silliness in there whatsoever. No. Um, um, yeah. Okay. Croydon. We mentioned this briefly last night. This is the tragic awful really shocking story that's really rocked everyone i mean every death is awful every instance like this is awful things like this are happening sadly uh, all the time everywhere but there was something about this something like three a day but there was something about this well it's right on our doorstep it's 
very this close is, to this home. is you know this is our manner this is it's everyday this is activity where, of youngsters on buses this is where we grew up I mean my sister my sister came in yesterday Dina and you know she's a tough tough old bird and she hadn't heard the story <clears throat> and I told her the story and we were just both just welling up we were just we were so so upset mm-hmm. I mean I I you know, just the shots of where it is. I've stood at that bus stop a thousand times. When mm. we were growing up, the Wick Gift Centre, every single Saturday, mm. we all used to hang out there. It was a vibrant, busy, like, it was just a great place. Mm. It was a mall, like in the American malls, and you know, there's always a bit of trouble in Croydon, but you could, you would just hang out. We'd spend the entire day there, and then that bus stop was where we would wait to get our bus home. Um, and, <coughs> and, you know, just over the years, it's just become just more and more run down, more and more neglected. It's, you know, the, the, the council has town. gone bankrupt. It's a ghost town. And a despicable, despicable council. Mm. And then they have increased when people are really, really struggling. Like my sister said, you know, when they put up the council tax in the way that they 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 have done, you know, you can't. People are like like choosing not to eat, choosing not to pay for heating, choosing yeah. not to. But you can't choose not to pay a council tax, yeah. and and yet they've bankrupted, paid huge bonuses to them all, and and Croydon is just like just just. But if you drive destroyed. honestly, honestly, if you drive through Croydon, it's like driving through. It's really odd. It's like driving through a film set of yeah. an, an abandoned film set for a kind of an apocalyptic kind of movie. It's really yeah. weird. And, and that's not, that's that not if, doing down, a disservice to Croydon. That's not sort of removing the idea that, you know, there are obviously lots of community we groups. It's, and, our, it's, our, <coughs> it's our, you know, it's where, it's where we live. And, and, and because of that, there are so, there's so many things that are going on that just shouldn't be going okay, on. Okay, so someone's asking what's happened. So, so. Th- th- this was yesterday morning at 8.30am. There was a stab, there was a, you know, an incident on a bus, a stabbing. It took some time for the, for the actual nature of the attack or assault to kind of dribble through fully. At first, it seemed like a boy had, using a machete, essentially killed a girl who had refused to take his flowers. That's um, where the story was the story yesterday. Started. On her way to school, he gets on the bus. Mm. This is what was yesterday. He tries to give her these flowers, and then it was machete stabbed in yeah. the neck. But in a fact, fifteen-year-old girl. <coughs> but in fact. Why don't But in fact, it wasn't. It was it was her friend who was trying to kind of manage the situation. Uh, so, so horrific in so many ways. Can you imagine that your child is on the way to school at eight thirty in the morning? She's fifteen and she gets stabbed to death by a seventeen-year-old. Just reading the accounts as well of the other people on the bus, totally traumatized. Yeah, totally traumatized. Um, the emergency services traumatized by this. The family were called, and they were rushed to. They rushed to get there, and they couldn't get there in time. She died at. She died at the scene before her family could get there. Just horrific, absolutely horrific. And you know, how many times do we have to hear about that? You know, what is there's so many amazing charities working around knife crime and and you know trying to do so much but i just feel i just feel there's not being there's not enough being done with these whole areas in london that are just neglected where there are 
there are kids um, just who are completely <coughs> lost in the system. Yeah. We don't know anything yet about this boy. He was arrested at 9.45. They got him. They arrested him yesterday. They also found a love note at the scene. That, I mean, when they say love notes in inverted commas, obviously, uh, the uh, forensics team were seen pictured picking up a note. The note said this, I love you so much and I never met someone with a better smile and better eyes than what you have, special girl, it said. Um, now, I, I just want to say something that the thing that, that sends the cold chill of fear down your spine, this is the extreme end of a wedge that happens on a minute by minute basis in London. So forgetting, obviously, the destitution and the awfulness and the, and the, the as you've just really cogently described, you know, how Croydon is, how these parts of cities and areas Across become so bleak and so, yeah. This instance I'm about to say happens a lot, and it's happened to every single young woman I know, friends of daughters, daughters, all of them of all ages. Oh, did we kids, feel kids. that it wasn't actually his girlfriend? Yeah, I've said, said it was Oh, his yeah, best because in this, yeah, yesterday friend. in the news, it was the yeah, friend said, who yeah. tried to... Okay. It was her friend who stepped in, to kind of, who ended up getting killed yeah. in a kind of crossfire, if you yeah. like, unfortunately. Um, and what was I saying? Um, this happens across... The yeah, 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 no, and this, this thing happens a lot, and we've heard it a lot, and it drives us mad. There is an approach made to young girls to put your details into the, can I have your snap details? So can I have, and it's so aggressive that young women, all nearly all young women of any capacity of kind of, you know, bravery or, or a, a refusal to engage in this, ends up feeling like they have to hand over their snap handles or their social media handles. You have handles. to hand your phone you over. Give the, it happens all the time. And the reason I'm saying there's a connection between this is you don't know. This could have started as one of those sort of situations. And that is the problem in not just London, I've seen people are saying Dublin, Manchester, you know, many, many parts of the country. Um, it's getting it's getting worse. There is again, it, it is tied into, unfortunately, a toxic masculinity. Right, misogyny. I'm, I'm sorry, Absolutely. it really is. Our daughters say, you know, you have to be so careful, mum, in the way that you turn somebody down yeah. when you're traveling yeah. because they get so angry. They said the men over 50, over 40, are just so creepy and horrible. But the younger boys get so Angry. incandescent. So they will come up and they'll go, give me a snap. And, and, and uh, you know, our girls say, and their friends, not just our girls, if you don't hand over your phone yeah. for them to take your snap, get they get angry. Now, this fucking terrifies me. It, 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 because we don't know what to say no, to well, our girls about that. What can you? What did we say? Don't it, get a bus. They've told us that's what we have to do to keep safe. I think Debbie Otero makes a really important... You can't I, I give a fake one. I think it's... No, you can't. No, they, they that's take the point. Your phone. In the old days, we would give a fake phone number, wouldn't we? You can't do that. They take your phone. Yeah, take the phone. They take, this happens to everyone. This is happening to every... You see, I mean, if you're driving around, you can't stop it's happening. You see, you don't know whether that exchange happening between that young boy or group of boys and group of girls is compliant or whether there's a kind of... And even so, there'll be a lot of kind of bants a lot of it is done with bants, but it's a banter that has a thread of misogyny and yeah. violence so and it's like, threat. You know what you're saying? Give me, give me a phone. Give me a phone. And the thing is, also, it, 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 this is. I mean, I will not say Potato's name. I will not say his name. But that has bled in. That yeah, philosophy yeah. has bled into our boys, and. It is, we have to educate, because I feel sorry for the boys too, I do. Who wants to feel that amount of anger and hate? What kind of a life is that? You know, 
we we a few years ago um uh, one of our daughters was on a tram right there right there where in Croydon and there was a scuffle going on and this group of boys got onto the tram that guy was bleeding he'd been stabbed mm. and everybody on the tram was like sitting back nobody saying anything and and uh, our daughter said, could see that he was really shaken and he was looking like really like shaking she said she was really scared but she she could see that he was thirsty she said this to us oh my god you can imagine what this was like for us as parents she said so i gave him my bottle of water and we were like okay okay she and she said and she said you know what and it's, this is the decisions that they're making all day Good point, boys Jennifer. boys as well when they're scared of knife crime i mean we have daughters so we're talking about daughters and and she said that split decision she did it from a good place because she was worried about him mm. he was bleeding and he was like dehydrated but she said he she was then safe with them they were like oh thank you and they were like really nice to her and then they and then <coughs> at some point they got off the tram and all ran off and you're just thinking my god she was that close to all of that Lee Durham makes a really important oh. point. This is a really important point as well because it's getting younger and younger. And this is this is the thing. I'm, I'm going to draw a parallel, and it's a quick one. I remember years ago, an old colleague of mine, a friend of mine, uh, invited me to film with him in Africa, um, uh, put uh, child soldiers, child soldiers. And of all the things that he was doing, we did mountaineering, we filmed all these kind of things. I was like, yeah. I, I, I said to him, and he said, on this one, I really, you know, you've got a kid, is he? You know, you sure? And I was thinking, and I said, and he kind of, he counseled me in the end. He realized it was the wrong thing. And the reason I'm saying this is he said there was nothing more scary when he was filming of seeing, you know, through absolute brutalization, you know, through no fault of them, brutal, a child with a gun is a real, he said, is the most dangerous prospect you ever cut face. And he reminded me of this when he came back. He said, there's nothing like it because there isn't even a sort of mature, however contorted and wrong kind of set of kind of moral values going on there's a kind of emptiness in them and that i'm telling you now that is creeping into kids a lot yes. i was in a coffee shop not too long ago i think i might have mentioned it they two boys came in they weren't getting anything they were being abusive to the members of staff in there i was working on my laptop um and they were they must have only been 10 or 11. i had to really shite i shouted at them saying don't fucking talk to these people the three women behind the bar behind the counter they got up and they got facey and i thought they could pull a nut this is getting to the point where it's not that you're scared in a oh i'm scared of an 11 year old but you are literally thinking now hang on mm. what are the ramifications of this children mm. wife people in the shop this could escalate really quickly with 11 year olds this is 11 year olds it's insane russ give them a phone for safety and then walk away and block their number if you can't you, you see everything you say as a parent so 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 like say they've taken your Tony snap, Dunsford said what well, if they don't give you your phone back they nick your phone well they nick your phone and that's it but it's unlikely because that's how sinister it is yeah we'll give you it back we now know where you are we, we know we, we we've and and the thing is like if you're regularly <coughs> doing a journey right and that person is regularly doing the journey and you've blocked them or you've done anything then you can be in trouble with them Imagine that. That's how that's how <coughs> that's how people with daughters send out their daughter. Now we have very open relationships with our daughters, so they tell us all mm. this. So in a way, it's worse for us because we know it all. 
But then I don't know what's worse is if you don't know what's going on, you don't know how to counsel. I mean, there was one instance where I didn't I didn't actually tell one of my girls that I was actually going to travel off the train actually after them, which I did, because one of the other things they do is they, like you say, the danger is, is if you regularly hit upon a group or mm. a you know set of youngsters or whatever. And what they say is, do you, this is the question that I've been told they ask, do you keep your snap maps on? Keep your snap maps on. And you know what that means, right? So if you if so, you think, well, you just turn them off. So turn them off. But if you're going to meet them again, I thought you said you kept your snap maps on. It's horrendous. And that is the thin end of the wedge. And that's what ends up with something like this. And as I've said many times before, twice now, I've seen uh, long knives clatter to the floor as kids. This wasn't even a violent scene. This was just getting off a bus. And it accidentally fell out of his pocket. I mean, we're talking, they're about that long. I just can't understand how a schoolboy has got a machete with him on the way to school. Okay, I'm just going to take one minute to say this, right? And you obviously see how angry (coughs) and how upset I am with what this person has done. But I just want to take one minute also to say what childhood have has he had what life has he had that he didn't have the choice you know because i am very aware of my privilege that i don't live in an area where if i'm not you know tooled up and i don't have the life that if i'm not tooled life i tooled up somebody else could get me and i know that's a privilege you know if you're a sweet young boy that's growing up somewhere where other people are going to get, I, I don't know, I'm not talking about this person, now, but we always have to think about how did we get to this? How did this person get to this place? Because unless we look at that, nothing is ever <coughs> going to get any better. Yeah. Unless we can aid <coughs> society in a better way, this is just going to get worse and worse until we understand what is going wrong with our young people. Why are some, yes, some people do have a choice and they're just plain evil and plain nasty, but some people aren't, some people don't. They live a very difficult life where they, if, they if they feel they're not protected, mm. if they haven't got something to protect them, they could be finished off. And I just think it's just so fucking sad on all sides. It's, yeah. I mean, and, and that's the problem. Anyway. The problem is, is that you can't just come at this with outrage on the one side. Of course, you're outraged by the result of it. Unless we try and understand it, unless we try and get to grips with it. I mean, you know, where is what this What are we doing wrong? Yeah. What are we doing wrong that kids are growing up thinking either it's okay to carry a machete to school or they feel they have no choice than to carry a machete to school? James McBear, it was on the bus before school. It was on the bus on before the bus. school. For them. <coughs> okay. Um, tragic, tragic, just tragic. Um, uh, this other story, this story, I just want to know what you all think about this. This is a quick one. Um, uh, these, this is something called a, uh, what's it called? A sort of safe room. Oh, God, what do they call it? Um, a safe consumption room. Glasgow, Scotland has introduced the first, what they call, safe consumption room, which is basically a room that you can take illegal drugs in without being charged for possession. Uh, you can go into this room. I've posted an image of one of them on the Insta stories uh, on Coffee Morning Instagram. Um, and this idea, which the interestingly, the British government doesn't agree with nor signs up to, but it's not going to oppose Glasgow doing this. Um, this is the idea that essentially, you know, you have a facility where people can go 
uh, and they can take their drugs, you know, clean needles, uh, free sort of accoutrements, if you like, of taking drugs and what have you. Um, I was listening to LBC last night as I was coughing through the night, and a lot of people were phoning and going how, saying how they thought this was a good idea, uh, a sound idea. Nadia did that wonderful thing that she can do sometimes, where I, I was kind of, I was kind of being won over by how liberal this seemed, how sensible this film felt. This kind of seemed like an acknowledgement that the problem reaches beyond just sending users of drugs to prison and all that kind of stuff. I thought any kind of safe area where they can get clean needles if it prevents one death and on the NHS, da da da, isn't that a good thing? And then, like you said, what did you say? Who's going to well, who's gonna, who who's gonna who's go? want to take drugs? Is going to go to a clinical uh, white room and sit <coughs> down and take their drugs? That's not how drug taking works. It, 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 I mean, I am I am a yeah. believer in giving people uh, clean needles and you know and 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 all of that because I think too often drug addicts are targeted Scotland, yeah. rather than the de dealers and drug addicts. You know, are people that are in MS. But the idea that somebody's going to go, oh, man, yeah, let's get like a bag of coke and a bag of weed and go and sit in a clinical white room and take these drugs. It just seems like a waste of money. Well, look at this good trick lollipop. It's cleared up almost all drug taking on the streets where it's been rolled out already. Really? Where, where, really? where has it been well, rolled out? Yeah. Um, and also, I think, let's bear in mind, we're not necessarily talking about recreational ravers thinking, oh, where can I go and take my cocaine? If you think about those, you know, countless uh, pharmacies in most city areas where they are a needle dispensary and you have long, 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 long queues of addicts actually trying to do it safely, trying to get their fix and trying to get safe needles and what have you. Maybe this is just another way of decriminalizing possession as well, so that if you've got it, you're not going to go to some sort of bedsit but you're right i mean the, the problem with it is, is the, it the, the addict's chaotic life is why mm. would you maybe it's for people <coughs> maybe it's more for people that um that are on the road to wanting to recover oh, and maybe are on you know on other supported like side, mm. yeah, um pharmaceuticals alongside Aaron it and is now they're hugely successful around the world people ah. do prefer to go somewhere safe to take their drugs wow okay so and the other, the other thing that kind of crept out of the conversation that I thought, wow, mm, yeah, thank God we're talking about this last night. I thought it was really enabling and um, liberating when someone said, and it was quite a sort of conservative, right-leaning LBC uh, uh, host on the radio. He said, let's face it, the war on drugs has failed. Massively. Come on, guys. What war on drugs? <laughs> You fucking joking me? It's just it's just a slogan they use. But I think it's a slogan me. that not even the Tories can now keep hurling. And I think you're, that that's I think that's what I thought might be hopeful about this is that if it works in any in any small way, and some of you are saying clearly, you know, look into it that it has worked in places where they've done yeah, it before. Yeah, that's interesting. Then there you then, go, Christine Miller, who says she thinks the same. Who's going to use it? There's quite a few people on here, Christine, saying that it that it that it has worked. It's going to be for a very certain type of drug taker, isn't it? It's going to be for somebody that is wanting. Christine Miller, I live in Glasgow and have the same thought as Nadia. Are addicts really going to use it? I mean, I have to say it's the most uninviting room I've ever seen in my life. I'm not suggesting that for a minute, you know, minimising the idea that when you're an addict that you're going to look for an inviting room. But I mean, literally, it's like, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, presumably it's working there. Uh, I forget where, but it's bang in the city centre and you wouldn't even know from the outside super clean streets. Wow. <coughs> and if I'm right in thinking, good job, Lollipop, I think you sit slightly to the right, do I think, in politics. I think it's really important that people in the Conservative Party and on, on the right of politics get off this hobby horse of thinking that there's this kind of sort of ineffable kind of enemy that they need to target. You know, there's there are other ways, I think, of rationalising the, the, the drugs problem.
that said, in a lot of places where a lot of drugs are legalised, a lot of places have gone really backwards. Good chip lollipop. Many functioning addicts use them yeah. too, not just people from the streets. Right. We need to we need to read yeah, more into yeah. this. I'm interested in Richard this. Grinley, Thank you, hi guys. Richard. Takes it off the street. Nothing worse than seeing used needles all over the place, reducing needle sharing. Absolutely. I think yeah, anything that anything that does anything. Um, just quickly, we can't not talk about Lawrence Fox. Um, Though we'd love to not talk about what Lawrence. a strange guy. I mean, of course, this is the news that GB News has suspended Lawrence Fox and Dan Wooden. Um, by all accounts, Dan Wooden. It was more to do with Dan Wooden's uh, response or, or emojis that he posted after the event, or after Lawrence Fox had shared what he was going to say or said what he was going to say. You know, the sense being that you know they were kind of in cahoots in their values or their thoughts or in their comments. The comments that Lawrence Fox made were quite something, weren't they? I mean, good God, he said, "What self-respecting so man would climb into bed?" with the reporter Ava Evans. Um, I mean, he, he claimed he claimed that she was being anti sort of men and men's mental health and suicide. So again, you know, conflating it with a sort of gender war. Um, Fox said, we're past the watershed, so I can say this. Show me a single self-respecting man that would like to climb into bed with that woman ever. That little woman has been fed, spoon-fed oppression day after day. We need powerful, strong, amazing women who make great Shut points. The fuck up. They're uh, not. We don't need this sort of feminist four point zero. Oh, They're you pathetic. Made me sick. Who would want to shag that? Excuse me. How dare he oh say we God. need powerful, strong women? You are terrified of powerful, strong women. Absolutely terrified. How dare you think we are so stupid? That we fall for that? Yeah. You are sorry, a sorry, woman Richard. hater, in my opinion. <clears throat> you are a true, true misogynist. You reduce us down <clears throat> to whether we are shaggable or not. Like, that's the worst thing you could say about us. Whether somebody like you would want to shag us or not. Damn you to hell. Just, this sort of person is the sort of person that feeds the shit mm, that our daughters are facing on the streets with misogynistic, toxic little fucking twerps. How dare you put in the same sentence, we need powerful, strong women. You despise them. Exactly. You're terrified of but them. It's a, it's a forever shifting it, definition uh, of what a powerful, strong woman is as well. So it's an absolute joke. It's a bear trap. Everything he says is a bear trap to make you slip into it. The, the one thing, in a sense, you mustn't do with Lawrence Fox is lose your shit. Because he turns every... No, no, no. Everything you're saying is absolutely spot on. He turns everything. These people turn everything around and say, in the name of free speech. I thought we were talking free speech. You know, there, is, there are clear moral boundaries around what you do and what you don't say in public. And you're absolutely right. I mean, him him talking like that and even vaguely feeling it can be justified worries me as much as the story and, and, and the rationale and the reasoning behind what happened in Croydon. It's all connected. It's all connected. It's all connected. It's feeding down. And he sits there with his fucking privilege and his terribly expensive education which he honestly if you if you listen to this guy you would think he's the most like put upon he is so woe is me this man 
Yeah, and you're absolutely right, guys. Dan, Dan should not have backed this up. No. No, absolutely not. Absolutely. Stupid and unforgivable. I mean, you know, just ridiculous. It's, and he did want to run for London Mayor. You're absolutely right, Reese Roberts. It's just... It's just, look, Jen Legs, though, look, your conservative sub disagrees. This country's foundations are built on free speech. The mainstream media want to shut GB News down as they hate what they stand for. Lawrence Fox went off OTT, but it was his opinion. Hang on a minute. It's absolutely freedom of speech and a variety of political opinions is right. But something that is verging on in it is hate speech. We have to have some kind of criteria. Otherwise, it's lawlessness. You've got to have some kind of Ofcom-esque kind of, you know, at least yeah. I, I, I think they had the grace to kind of apologize, didn't they, GB News? Even GB News. So by your own standards, I, get, I hear what you're saying, but even by GB News's own standards, they admitted this was too far. Too far. That's why they've been and, removed. And Jen, so and Jen, Jen free, like <clears throat> what he wanted to say about the journalist's opinion on male suicide, free speech should mean that he can challenge what she said. But to reduce her down to whether she was shaggable or not is hate speech mm. against that woman. Yeah, and mean, that is not free speech. When you control, when you try and control what somebody else says, but with an attack like that, that is not free speech. Everyone should be entitled to have huge, huge angry rows about ideas but you don't reduce it back down to shagability i mean as soon as, soon as you do oh, that you lose so the, you lose the argument but you lose the argument and that and that and that's it but of course i think he's already managing to to sort of in that way that trump does you know you sort of throw a fireball a catastrophe happens and then they turn it into well, he's it's, the ultimate, it's the ultimate passive aggressivity he's it's dangerous like, oh, it's because he's because he's very well educated so he can <coughs> he can do the salad you know, he can do and then he so often he throws a salad out and just comes straight out and shows us exactly who he is. Mm. And as my auntie Jamila used to say, if someone shows you who they are, don't turn away. He has shown us who he is. And I, oh my God, I feel so sorry for people that live and are amongst him and family and all of that. How are you dealing with this guy? So Gushup Lollipop said he has the right to say it. The consequences for him will speak for themselves. So I don't think you have the right to say something as, as do you know what? That kind of language whips up that journalist. I bet you my bottom dollar has had to put up with an absolute sea of horrendous oh, yeah. sexual misogyny. Trolling, trolling. Mm. I'm oh, telling yeah, yeah, yeah. you, he will have unleashed something on her Let me that she will something. have to deal with for over years. Yeah, exactly. Years. What because what happens is, and people really report on this bit is that, and we've had really quite unpleasant experience of this, is that when someone says something in the press or somewhere, uh, and they think it's pretty benign and pretty kind of soft and kind of easy, every out of vision everyone seizes upon the awful aspect of that and pushes in even harder. So you're right, this is the thin end of the wedge. This is probably the least offensive thing she's had said to her in the last 24 hours now. Mm. Well, it, honestly, it Jen, so honestly Jen, Jen, think of, think of it as if she's your daughter, right? No, you've got, you've got kids. Your daughter, and, and your daughter has said something that Mr. Foxy Face didn't like. And he sits on television and says that about your daughter. How would you feel? You would want to say, I'm sure you would want to say, disagree with her, fair enough. 
But don't bring that <coughs> into the room. Don't bring that into the room because you unleash some really nasty stuff for that woman. And, and it feeds this idea that women at the end of the day, I mean, at the end of the day, with all his education, he had to, he had nothing better to say, more powerful, mm. more, 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 you know, succinct than <laughs> if I was talking to her bar for more than five minutes, I walk off, what kind of man is going to shake her? It's like, imagine that. Shame on, shame on him. And also, listen, look, also, I mean, I know, Jen, just for the sake of balance, you're saying that she also has posted on her Twitter about who's shaggable and who's not shaggable. This kind of exchange, if this kind of exchange is happening, then I will then become really boring and revert back to there have to be some kind of Ofcom rules around broadcast. And I think the Channel GB News have acknowledged that. In acknowledging it, we can't all pretend now that, what are we now going to say? People who support GB News are saying, oh, everyone wants to close it down and not agree with what it says. If GB News itself says this is wrong, what are we saying? Oh, that they now too have become part of the mainstream media, which is what he said. He's now turned his back on GB News because they've told him. So because he, he wants be, to do no, his no, no. privilege. That means, that means that he is immune from exactly. all responsibility. He is, it can't be he's like constantly that. saying how he's picked on because he's a, a white, wealthy, high-educated man, right? He's constantly trying to tell people that he has a tough time because of that. And what's he done? He has thrown his toys out of the pram and said, I want to be more privileged than this. I want to say whatever I want. We can't go on television. None of us can go on television. We worked in television. You just can't do that. That is the rules. <coughs> that is the rules and the regulations. You and cannot say something like that. And just as human beings, common decency not mm. to say that. And yet he's saying, well, no, 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 I but, want to be different. No, but what I find really funny, oh. what I find really funny about this is that one minute GB News is this bastion of freedom of speech, anti-establishment, not part of the mainstream media, providing a voice for, as we I agree you know every political persuasion needs a voice and needs to be heard and all that kind of stuff Absolutely. but at the point that GB News decides something isn't right or has crossed a line suddenly what does he do oh now GB News is part of the mainstream media problem it's it, you can't no. it's a cons do you see what I mean though that constant shiftability at some point I think the only way to deal with it is like dealing with a narcissist you just have to you have to zone out not mention their name and just somebody, avoid them. Somebody just said there, well, he, you know, he's not intelligent. No, no, he's not. But what he has is a very expensive private education that has given him the verbiage mm. to uh, to make people think that he is. Mm. But he's not. You scratch the surface of that bloody education. Who can talk like that? Mm. You know what I mean? There is not human intelligence, emotional intelligence. Well, we did There's wank, an education. We did wank salad yesterday, and Sean Thomas has brought in the phrase <laughs> wank speech. It's wank speech. Yeah, That's exactly freedom what it is. of speech, exactly. And it doesn't mean you get to say whatever you like. There are laws surrounding what speech is acceptable. Oh, sorry, I was reading out. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize uh, Yeah. Uh, there are laws surrounding what speech is acceptable because lying, encouraging violence, insulting, belittling isn't acceptable. That's not free speech. Yeah. And Richard Grindley, for me, the woman is relevant. Shouldn't be this disrespectful to anyone. It's just ridiculous. It's just, it just, if, okay, here's the thing. Here's, that, here's the thing. Here's the thing. My line on this, if my kids came to me and said, oh, I've had to deal with this person. I said, you are never in a month of Sundays going to win an argument with this person. You have to literally cut them out 
like, I hate to use the phrase, a tumor and just park them to the side and put them in a petri dish and let them grow over there. Because literally any attention, like we've given sadly, but I mean, it's, it's infuriating, is what fuels them, which is why we call potato face, potato face. So there Wait, Zoe. Here, here, Zoe. It's so bloody hard being a woman sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Is. Sorry, I still disagree, but he did go over the top, but don't... Cancel, cancel them. them jen i don't think they will and i know that there's lots of people that really and i think we have to look at why gb news i mean they have gone up by something like 500 percent. i was listening to newcast yesterday and who's the who's the emily Maitlis was making a really good point she said you know we can't just keep saying gb news gb news and men but we have to look into what is it that people totally. are getting that they want totally. and i think there's a point in that jen i think <coughs> i think that people are feeling that they are really restricted in what they can and cannot say we say that often here but what we don't want to tip into is 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 whipping up hate we want to feel freer to make mistakes. We want to feel freer to um, to 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 not feel that we are on eggshells all the time in case we say something without any bad intention that would upset somebody. So I, I totally understand that. But this is a moment where we have to look and be really mindful that we don't tip over into something that is worse. And also on that point, interestingly, and this kind of applies a little bit to Russell Brand, um, the idea of cancelling is a very different thing nowadays. There's a really interesting piece about there's no one's really cancelled now. What happens is, is that the people, when they no longer have a sort of mainstream outlet for their stuff or their opinion, they go to a place where they preach to the converted. And in some regards, that becomes chat. almost more dangerous. I do think this cancel, I think there is a danger that if you keep sidelining mm. and hemming off and pushing mm. to the margins opinions, which is why I'm a huge fan of the fact that you have channels like GB News. Um, but I think, and this is my point, and this is where it gets really funny and interesting, and I'd like to sit at the table with Lawrence Ross, even within your own self-determined terms of needing a channel like GB News to express the voices that no one feels they can ever fucking express, uh, even they think you've probably overstepped a mark. So what mark are we looking at? There has to be some mark he, he, somewhere. He needs his own <laughs> island. He so, needs his own island, yeah. his own country, where he can yeah. just be exactly how he wants to be. Anyway, we've run over. Um, we were going to do something very... Have you got an Anne Finally? Have you already got an Anne Finally? No. no. Okay. No. We've, we've, we've got animated. Oh, there you go. There's a lot to chew over, isn't there? There. Um, yeah. Have a lovely day. Um, a uh, uh, podcast will be landing later today and i'm gonna go and take my inhaler and also guys don't forget to check out the curly cuts recording from last night and um, <coughs> put in your answers for to be in with a chance of winning vouchers vouchers we're gonna wave until the end <laughs>